Comedies can be a very difficult genre to pull off successfully, and yet there are so many comedies pushed out every year. What is it about this genre that makes it both compelling and or lucrative, but also so difficult to make something that stands the test of time, something that we return to? Today we're looking at the 1987 movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Not only a comedy, but a holiday movie as well. When comedies stray into the territory that might be reserved for dramas or even rom-coms, they tend to fail, at least in matching the tone or combining humor with an underlying message or an endearing story. It seems to me that there's a very fine line between being funny and telling a story. These movies have to pull the audience in with humor, but keep them engaged to communicate the underlying message, and in my opinion, this is even harder with holiday movies where almost all of us can relate. So the story and the characters have to be especially on point. Lastly, this movie is from the 80s, and I'm not sure if it holds up. Largely regarded as the greatest Thanksgiving movie, there are a lot of movies from the past that can be problematic or simply don't work in our current culture, and that's not a bad thing. Can we still enjoy this holiday classic? Is it still funny? Does it hold up? Are there cringe-worthy moments ahead? I am looking forward to Chris's thoughts on this classic comedy as we discuss planes, trains, and automobiles on this episode of Movies Will Save the World. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And I'm Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing in advance, in, in preparation for the Thanksgiving holiday, planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, widely regarded as one of the greatest Thanksgiving. If 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 there are other Thanksgiving <laughs> movies, I'm not sure, but yeah, I, uh, bring it yeah, on. Under the under the theme of uh, <laughs> Chris, I had led with this at the end of our last episode. It's either going to fall into great holiday movies or movies that don't age well. <laughs> and, and having not seen it in about twenty years, I wasn't quite sure which uh, box huh. it would fall in. But, yeah, um, yeah, the John Hughes movie uh, from nineteen eighty-seven, starring Steve Martin and the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful John Candy. Yeah. Um, and I have not seen a John Candy movie in a long time. So um, the the fact that we're up against the holiday and um, for all of those reasons, I, I wanted to sort of revisit it to see, does it hold up? Where does it fit? Um, is this a movie that is worthy coming back to? So, um, yeah, Chris, what do you think? Does it stand the test of time? Does it save the world? <laughs> Are we going right to that? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I mean, okay, we could start with something else. Uh, do you remember when? Because I've got some origin story. Yeah. Uh, yeah stuff um, here. Um, but as, yeah, as you just, mentioned, this is um, our second John Hughes film, which um, mm-hmm. I, I I was I I didn't think about it till like after <laughs> afterwards. Like, oh yeah, we've yeah 
Yeah. Like we just just should be the John Hughes fan <laughs> club now. That's all we're going to do. Through, I went through his IMDb today in preparation for this this and I'm like of course. Yeah, seen that seen that seen that seen that seen that. Oh, yeah. oh, didn't know he did that, you know. So yeah, it could totally be the John Hughes fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, although my... I, I, in fairness, in, yeah. in fairness, I'm not sure I would like come down on like yes, all of these are great and worth talking about. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, he's got some stinkers in there, but um, anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, um so I, like many, many a boy back in the 80s, watched John <laughs> Hughes movies because that was like, mm-hmm. that was like a big deal. I mean, he was like yeah. the director of the 80s. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For our generation at, at any mm-hmm. rate. Um, but this one I did not see until later. And I, mm. and I was trying, I was trying to figure out why it wasn't like, oh, mm-hmm. I, that freaking Steve Martin, John Candy, those guys suck or like i didn't like john hughes i just i don't know what so i honestly it must have been on tv at some point Uh and i watched it i i have no vivid (laughs) recollection of (laughs) ever seeing it um Uh uh-huh you know and i and like you i remember liking it um Mm -hmm. and thinking it was funny and 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 again had not seen it in like you know thousands of years and so i didn't know what to expect either coming back to it but to your question um yeah why did why did you want to watch this again or what what's besides being a you know a timely movie um Mm -hmm. there must be other reasons of of so of of your deal (laughs) yeah so (laughs) it's funny i have I have the same origin story with a little bit of nuance that you do, which is that I don't remember the first time I saw this either. Um, I'm pretty sure that I probably watched it with my parents. Um, And I think I may have watched it once or twice, you know, in my like late teens or early twenties or something like that. Um, And so part of wanting to revisit it really was, I remember it fondly as just a a, a great comedy. Um, You know, these two comedic stars of the 80s, Steve Martin and John Candy, um, uh, together in this this movie and sort of wanting to come back to that and, and see how well it holds up. Because part of it was like, I hold this movie in my mind as this is the Thanksgiving movie. Right. Like we all have our Christmas movies. Maybe it's um, (laughs) Die Hard um, or, you know, uh, uh, or Home Alone. Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Chris. What a pull. (laughs) Yeah. Classic Christmas movie. Eyes Wide Shut. It happened at Christmas. Isn't that a... (laughs) I understand classic. it happened at Christmas, but there is a lot in that movie that has nothing to do I with I took the away from it. It was a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, coming back to... Oh, my God. This is going to take me a moment to recover from that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so hilarious. Anyway, like, you know, there's like a part of me that's like, yeah, this is sort of an iconic, you know, holiday movie. And I haven't seen it in a long time and I wanted to come back to it. And... 
and and I'll just say like again, while I can't remember the first time I saw this, <laughs> one of one of the things about that I remember uh, distinctly is as a kid, um, there was a <laughs> there was a. Uh, a trip that my mom and my brother and I took to visit my aunt and uncle who lived in the Bay Area um, at the time. Yeah. And my uncle, for whatever reason, hates Steve Martin. And I, I'm not sure why, but <laughs> no, he just absolutely you did hates did share me one time about your Steve Martin hating uncle. I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so we, we went to their house, you know, it's sort of like, oh, long drive. It was actually a really like, um, treacherous drive. It was <laughs> super rainy. <laughs> there was a moment at which my mom threatened to drive us off the road, <laughs> but that's beside the point. So we get there and it's like, okay, we're all like settling in. And, and my mom was like, Hey, let's watch this movie. Cause yeah. um, I think we as a family had watched it before. Um, and she's like, it's really good. Um, and so, so we watched it and at about 30 minutes in my uncle just without words, without any comment, just got up and left the room. He's like, I'm not going to watch this. So anyway, that's, that's a little bit of my, my background, but I just, I just, (laughs) I remember really liking it and yeah, just seeing if it, if it, if it holds the test of time, Chris, did you feel, I I know we're kind of like jumping into the meat of the conversation here and and we should talk about the movie because there's a lot of great stuff to talk about, but (laughs) did you feel like it held up? I did. Um, yeah. I, I too is like, you never, you never know. I mean, right. And it's, right. Um, you know, because it's a, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward story. There's, I mean, yeah. In, in one element, it's like a road mm-hmm. buddy picture with, you know, all the shenanigans that go wrong and it's like um, an odd couple. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I watched mm-hmm. it with, um, my wife and my daughter, um, mm. and we all laughed and, mm-hmm. um, it, it you know it's yeah it's it's it actually <laughs> it actually aged surprisingly well i i, I didn't I, I didn't know what to expect um at least it i mean i laughed and it wasn't like yeah like uh, you know you know i hate doing this nowadays but you have to because your conscience mm. dictates it but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know there's 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 lines and scenes in movies you're like that would never fly today you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's like oh my gosh you can't make you know and for right, good right, reason right. you can't make yeah. you can't make jokes like in a certain way um yeah and thank goodness for that but it's mm-hmm. it's but you do it sucks though that like that's just a part of watching old old movies now. It's, I know. I think about that with so many old Mel Brooks movies that I'm like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I love this movie, but good lord, you can't, you just can't do that. And and to your point, for good reason, right? Like, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think, pe- yeah, people get a pass just because it's like, right? You know, people had some you know messed up ideas in the past, so it's okay, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, or, or yeah, we as a society, quote unquote, um, collectively decided it's okay to punch down on this particular <laughs> audience. So <laughs> right, it's yeah. okay to be funny, you know. And, yeah. And, and the hard part is like there are some of that those things that are like it's legitimately funny, but also not okay in the same <laughs> moment, you know. 
So I, I, I don't recall any moments that I could just, I could like in this movie, just enjoy it mm-hmm. for, for what it is. And, um, I, I didn't get any sense of, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, so, yeah. I mean, and some comedies are like that. I can watch comedies from mm-hmm. the forties the and they're mm-hmm. still funny and they're not like mm-hmm. being anything but funny. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. I had the same experience. I, there's one moment in this movie that I thought, you know, is maybe slightly problematic, but even there, it's just, it's a very, you know, you could read it a certain way, but uh, uh-huh. ultimately, you know, I thought um, on the whole, the movie ages really well. Um and you know better than other John Hughes movies, frankly. You know, like like mm-hmm. Sixteen Candles has yeah. some uh, yeah, moments no, in it. You know, that are like, ooh, I don't, I think, know, I don't know about that, right? Um, yeah, that's um, weird, right? Yeah, and and frankly, I was like really happy to get you know to watch this again and and laugh at the funny parts and watch the story and you know enjoy the endearing parts and not feel like it's from another time i almost i honestly think you could you could make this movie today with almost the exactly same the exact same script um, right and um i think it would be just as good so i was really happy to see going back through it that like there weren't things in it that were like super cringy or, um, uh, or whatnot. So yeah, yeah. And they and they were gonna remake this not too long ago. What? Wait a minute. Hold up. What? <laughs> yes. Um, God damn it. I, I'm pretty sure this project's been scrapped. But it was if. Thank God. I believe it was. I know. I know. The Steve Martin character was gonna be played by Will Smith. And oh, I God, I want. I want to say Kevin Hart is the John Candy character. Oh man! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not well. Okay, I, I was about to say nothing against those two, but we do have something against yeah. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith is a bit of a problem at the moment. So, uh, yeah. So dude, that was. I'm sorry, but this falls into the category of like you don't need to remake it. Why? No. Like God, just make Jesus. a new. This is my kind of whole deal, right? It's like I know. Just just make a new property. You don't have yep. to like yep. take something from the past and repackage mm-hmm. it and take all the fun out of it. <laughs> you could make Here's, a perfectly fine comedy with 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 Kevin Hart and people will go and watch it. You know what I mean? You don't. This have to, is yeah. This is I mean this is going to be a tangent, but like it'd be like someone coming back and saying let's remake Home Alone, like <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, it, right. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. The movie's been made. You know, it already sticks in people's <laughs> minds as, you know, this sort of, you know, movie that we all remember. Like, why? I don't understand. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't. Well, I, 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 I don't. Actually, I do understand. I don't appreciate it. But I understand yeah. why they would cash in on a former mm-hmm. popular intellectual property that everyone yeah. has nostalgia for. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and re- redo it, and that's that's Ugh. I think that's that's a problem. Um, yeah, it's and, and a movie like this doesn't it doesn't need to be remade. And no. what they should do is take crappy movies from the past and redo them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What <laughs> yeah. ones that didn't quite get there, like um, Battlefield Earth? That'd be a great one. <laughs> 
that movie sucks and ass. They could. No, they couldn't. No, they, <laughs> no there's no way. They, they that's couldn't. an unredeemable. The movie. L. Ron Hubbard estate would not uh, uh, permit it. So anyway, all right. Well, well let's come back to this movie. Anyway, any what were we yeah. talking about? Oh, some Pretty movie about pink. Thanksgiving and trying to get back to Chicago. I think that's what we were talking about. Oh yes, that old trope. Okay, <laughs> that old trope. Yeah. Well, again, I just like I said, I think I think the movie does age well. I really enjoyed rewatching it and being reacquainted to all these things. And I have to say, like, despite <laughs> despite my uncle who hates Steve Martin, it's <laughs> it, it is I feel and, and maybe this is a good place to start. I feel like the the pairing of John Candy and Steve Martin in this is fabulous yeah such a good combo and right steve steve martin like he plays the uptight you know like stick up your ass kind of like you know character so well and that you know contrasted against john candy is just the happy-go-lucky you know (laughs) everything's gonna be fine and, and, and you know, you know, and there's so much about this movie and their relationship, which is like that oil and water of like, as the person who is like, everything's got to go right. And you meet this other person that's like, Hey man, doesn't matter. And you know how irritating <laughs> that is to the first person. I mean, that is so much of the comedy in, in, in this movie. And I, uh, this isn't going to be my, would you rather, but Boy, I identify with uh, Steve Martin oh, <laughs> in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, here, you and, know? Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's that's why. Yes, so this is probably on the stressometer one of the most stressful movies I've ever seen <laughs> totally. in terms of just living through. You know, you and I have had to travel for business sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and that feeling of just wanting to get home, just getting this over with, and like I just yeah. Uh, you know, traveling is not fun. I do not. I mm-hmm. don't. I don't think so. I don't like the. Ex- well, what I mean by that is, I don't like the, the destination ex- is fun, but the yes. getting there and getting all of the there logist- and back yeah. is. I mm-hmm. hate it. Um, yeah, I actually yeah, do get like. <laughs> I get stressed. I'm Steve Martin in those scenarios. Yeah, and like, totally. if, and if anyone gets in the way of just me getting to my destination they're my enemy and um yeah yeah it here's what i all right for one i think it's to talk about the chemistry of those two actors i mean i'm trying to think if they've been in an what were they in another movie together i can't i think they were both in little shop of horrors but i don't think they played off each other in that movie so they'd never worked together as far as Mm -hmm. i know um but they really were the perfect casting pair, and the chemistry between them um, mm-hmm. makes it makes the comedy happen. Because, for one, they both like they both play like kind of a, you know, um, you know, Steve Martin's the straight man in this movie, and mm-hmm. um, you know has to be. But even though he has his comedic moments as well, so he's got to have this kind of. <laughs> You know, this angry, but can't be too, you know, he can't do it too right. angry, too uptight, too pissed yeah. off, or else you don't yeah. like him, right? Right, right, right. You know, and we do like him. We, a part of us wants, you know, we, we do. We want to see him get home and be with his family, we, you know. I, but I, I think, 
I think we like him because we identify with his frustration, but we also, like this movie does, something that jumped out at me in rewatching this is there are a lot of moments where you see his humanity come through. Yeah, yeah. He was given space to like also (laughs) show like, you know, he's just not a heartless bastard. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, um, Dell, John Candy's character Mm -hmm. also, you know, is not like so obnoxious that you're just annoyed by him and thinking like, well, no wonder, you know, he hates him Mm -hmm. because he's just the worst, you know? Right. Um, But he's not. I mean, there's parts of him that are just pure, like, innocence in the sense like, hey, you know, it's sorry. I'm just like, you know, maybe I went too far there or whatever. And he's, you know, but, you know, obviously the stuff he does would annoy (laughs) most people. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a really good point. And I think one of the things that I feel about this movie is that as a viewer, you intrinsically understand those things. The movie doesn't have to state it outright. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, you do have the moments where you see Steve Martin reconsidering, okay, I went too far here. Or I said this thing and I now I'm regretting it after I've said it. Um, and you have the moment with John Candy when he's like sitting out in the snow in, in the, the car. Yeah. The, yeah. And he's like talking to his, you know, as we later on learn his, his, his dead wife you know, sort of like, yeah, I've got a big right. mouth and all this yeah. kind of stuff. But the movie doesn't need those moments to to understand that about these characters. I think I think that's what's really wonderful in the way that it's written and the way that it's it's played by you know Steve Martin and, and John Candy. When those moments come, I don't feel surprised. I'm like. Yeah, I already know that about you, you know? Right. Um, you know, you, you get the John Candy sort of gregarious, you know, um, where he's coming from and uh, kind of thing, and Steve Martin being a little bit more stuck up and, and, and that kind of thing. And yet, I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, we don't need the exposition. I, I'm not, you know, uh, saying the movie did a bad job, but I, what I'm saying is, like, even without those moments where it is mm-hmm. sort of talking to the the viewer, um, I think we already intrinsically know those things by the way it's the written and the way that it's um, yeah uh, uh, acted. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chris Kevin Bacon is in this movie. <laughs> we have to acknowledge <laughs> of, that of fact. Of course, of course, he is. How, <laughs> how can he? He, the he, scene, yeah, I know. I, we'll we'll get into more of the scenes in the movie in a little bit, but like, I, I just wanted to call out, you know, the Kevin Bacon cameo and like some of the other folks who are in this who appear <laughs> in other, you know, John Hughes movies. Um, some of which we'll get to, but like, you know, like Ben Stein is in here for yep. yeah, know, a hot minute. Um, you know, there's some folk, other folks from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off that are in here. Um, such as Ferris Bueller's dad um, in in that movie is you know Steve Martin's partner at the beginning. It was so fun. I was watching this and I'm like, where do I know that guy from? Oh, right, Ferris Ferris Bueller's dad. You know, <laughs> you yeah. Know? But again, coming back to Kevin Bacon, that scene of you know the the taxi chase <laughs> was so goddamn funny. And you know, this is a, there are a couple of things that I love about this. One, it's like. I love it when, you know, 
uh, uh, directors just fixate on an actor's eyes and you can see their facial expression without actually seeing the entire face. You just see the little rays of the cheek yeah. or bones or, or yeah. whatnot, you know. And, you know, it's it reminds me of, like, um, uh, Clint Eastwood or, 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 or something like that, right? Um, <laughs> where it's like, you know, and, and in the silliest of ways, right? We're yeah. just fighting for it, a cab yeah. here. I mean, that's, like, the iconic, you know, like, yeah, right. like right. a fistful of dollars or, yeah, right. or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's uh, acting with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's worth calling out Kevin Bacon whenever he's in a movie. <laughs> oh, he's earned that right. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. He, he evidently didn't have... <laughs> There's some people on his list that he did not connect with, so maybe that's why he was <laughs> had, had his cameo in this one, right? He's like... Yeah, I got to get in there to like, connect to these other yeah, million people in the There's probably in 20 the world. people, yeah, that I <laughs> need to expand yeah. his influence, but I had uh-huh. honestly I had forgotten that. I I was like I, had oh, to. I was like, "Oh, it's, of course it's yeah. Kevin Bacon." <laughs> of course it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do I did appreciate, you know, again how like, you know, John Hughes to a certain extent seems to have and this may or may not hold up. I don't know. I should probably do deeper research before making the statement. But, <laughs> nah. you know, you see kind of some of the same people in, in a lot of his movies. And, um, you know, he's got he's got the folks that he comes back to. Right. Which is what, I mean, so many directors do mm-hmm. that, right? I mean, yeah, they, ha- yeah. they, ha- they have their, you know, Sc- Scorsese has his and Nolan mm-hmm. and... Um, mm-hmm. And Paul Thomas Anderson has yeah, this whole yeah. cast of crew, right? Yeah, yeah. Co- uh, the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they 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 find people that understand their vision, and you know yeah. that they they just. And Hughes also had his little cadre of. Um, yeah, seems like he yeah just kept on certain people were you know and and even those little bit parts right it just for some right. reason you know. Adding, adding Ben Stein, you know, is yeah. not uh, <laughs> doesn't monumentally like, shift the tone of the movie, but no, it doesn't. But it's it's one of those like I I love to see it, right? And I mean, right. Ben Stein's a little he's he can he's a little bit of a problematic person, I think, and and maybe I shouldn't say that because I might do more research on. Okay, that, I I don't know but anyway okay, maybe i'll cut that out <laughs> <laughs> we could take ben stein out and talk yeah. to somebody else i don't care <laughs> but you know even you know that one moment with with ben stein where he's just like i'm just letting you know that the flight's been canceled that's pretty much his entire line in the movie yeah, that's, like yeah. you know him and his sort of like dry delivery and the way that he smiles at the end of that is like, yep, you're the right actor to, to, to play that role. Um, one thing I wanted to say, just going back to, cause we're talking about other directors. You mentioned the Coen brothers. Uh, and, and one of the things that I saw in this is I, you, obviously you've seen the movie Fargo, right? Hmm. Um, and, and there's the scene in Fargo where, um, uh, Steve Buscemi, and I'm, I'm going to apologize, I can't remember the other actor's name. I mean the two um, um, henchmen guys? Um, yeah, they're about, you know, yeah. driving through North Dakota, and Fargo's in North Dakota, right? Good <laughs> Lord. 
Yes, yes, it yes. is. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, person who graduated college <laughs> and, and grew up. But you're there. <laughs> you know, it's like this this moment where you know Steve Buscemi just can't shut up, and he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm trying to make conversation. Oh, you want total silence? All right, I'll give you total silence. You know, see how you like it. You know that kind of thing. Uh, there is a part of me that felt like some of that may have been cribbed from this movie because like there's a moment oh, in this yeah. with john candy you know and and steve martin where john candy just can not stop talking and <laughs> you know even after steve martin's like i just want to i'm gonna get some shut eye i'm gonna go to sleep you know right. and he's like oh yeah totally understand totally understand yeah i would hate to be somebody who's like sitting next to you know <laughs> so a big like blabbering on yeah yeah exactly so anyway i just i thought that was a funny like you know i could see you know uh the cohen's like watching this and be like yeah i want to put that in one of my movies too <laughs> <laughs> this this movie just starts out at the gate you know out, mm-hmm. out at the gate starts yeah is mm-hmm. that a phrase okay yeah it just <laughs> begins funny um yeah. What I mean, what yeah. I mean by it is that he, like Neil and his partner, or whatever, are sitting right. in a in a boardroom <laughs> in New York, and it's excruciating. Like, I know. like, and the you know, and I can again. I'm, he's looking at his watch, looking at his ticket, and I it just immediately yeah. start to feel like the that anxiety, right? Yeah, like that, it, I got to get out of here, and this pretentious or pompous asshole is just, <laughs> just looking, looking at these pictures for hours right <laughs> yeah and you, yeah exactly you get the sense they've been there a long time yeah, and right. they're and it's a meeting where they're doing absolutely nothing right uh, they're which, waiting for this guy to like make a decision which and he's just you know not, and i've uh, you know i i'm yeah. not a fan of meetings at all and i have to go to a lot <laughs> yeah yeah and um can i yeah, add just yeah i'm sorry can i add one thing on that uh, Steve Martin has maybe the best anticipation face that I've ever seen. Like, there is a moment where the exec that they're presenting to is like, seems to be coming to some decision, and you just see it in Steve Martin's face. Like, yeah, are we getting there? Uh, he has, he is. I don't know anyone else who can deliver that feeling of anticipation like are we getting out of this horrible situation uh better than he does it so yeah i was already like you know not laugh out loud laughing but really yeah yeah. just 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 appreciating (laughs) just the you know something as stupid as that is as being very very funny i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 a comedic sort of moment that you Mm -hmm. know everyone relates to it a little differently but i think um you know it 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 works because that still happens you know and there's still right. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's that's still a part of life that we haven't gotten rid of mm-hmm. um you know just yeah just some somebody who's just like almost like abuse of power just just keeping everyone's <laughs> lives on hold while they have to right, do something right. is just so frustrating it just gets right. so um you know and then just it just takes off from there um and yeah you know there there wasn't really places in the movie where i felt like bored i mean a comedy 
I, I think comedies are actually the hardest genre to pull off. I, um, yeah. In, in my opinion. I, I mean, I can, I, I, I can. Can I? You know, yeah. I'm sorry. Can I just jump in there? Cause I a hundred percent agree with that. And my problem with most comedies that I see is the first 50 to 75 percent is hilarious and then the last half yeah, is yeah. let's get serious and tell the story and <laughs> yeah right you know right and it's like you know it's like okay we're gonna stop telling jokes now and now we're gonna like bring everything together and it's like why i watch the first half of a bunch of comedies and don't care about the second <laughs> half because they don't keep it going this movie i think i think this movie does a really brilliant job of like it keeps being funny while interweaving the more serious and heartfelt uh moments of the story into it you know and it just seems like there's this formula of like we're going to tell jokes for half you know for 50 percent, and then we're going to get real um and i feel like this movie does a really great job of weaving those things together so that there's elements of getting real quote unquote all throughout the movie. Uh, and so, you know, it doesn't feel like, okay, now we're, we're not going to be funny anymore. Now we're going to go to the heartfelt stuff, you know? Yeah. Which, which typically, as you're saying, just grounds the movie to a halt. Right. Like, it's right. just like when it loses its tone like that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it is hard to get back and you do what, as to your point, just, yeah, there's a, there's a part of me that checks out. Like I'm just like, yeah. okay, um, it's it, <laughs> it it still has to be funny. I mean, you know, no matter what, I know. you can't take I, that away from me. Um, I always feel like okay, now we're at the serious point, and I feel like you know, there's some really funny movies out there. Like you know, I think about a lot of um, like Talladega Tal <laughs> Talladega Talladega Nights. You know, for example, you know. <laughs> Um, um, right. is something that comes to mind where uh, I shouldn't probably reference that one. Cause I don't know it as well as, <laughs> as someone's going to, someone's going to chime in and say, no, that one's funny all the way through. And it may be, uh, maybe true, but, um, you know, th those movies where it's, it's just like, yeah, like I said, I'm repeating myself at this point, but like the first half is just all jokes and you're just like fall off your seat laughing. Um, and then it's like, oh, but we need to make a story out of it. So we're going to stop making jokes and now we're going to do something else. I think part of this too is like, it goes back to the chemistry between the two actors. You know, I think Steve Martin and, and, and John Candy just have a real chemistry together. And the moments, you know, the comedic moments in this movie aren't all just telling jokes or being outrageous or being over the top, <laughs> right. you know, it's like the little exchanges that they have or the, you know, Steve Martin's over the top frustration about whatever the situation is you right. know, or, you know, things like that. There are definitely things in this that are situational, <laughs> you know, like the, the car catching on fire, <laughs> for example, <laughs> you know, um, but there are all, also little moments between the two that, you know, are just, they're just funny. And, um, you know, I think one of the things about comedies is like, 
the chuckling under your breath is just as important as the laugh out loud moments. And I think this movie has plenty of laugh out loud moments, but it also has an awful lot of like chuckling under your breath moments. Yeah. It's um, whenever I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, I, yeah, it's impossible to like have a <laughs> to con- list them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, just a constant flow of like, just hysterical laughter i mean it's not right right it's, right. it's just not possible to do anything <laughs> like that you know for 90 minutes or eight you no, know whatever. people would have heart attacks yeah they <laughs> you'd lose your audience by killing them <laughs> yeah um you know i was the only movies i could think of are like the um airplane and police squad um yes those type of movies i'm just <laughs> laughing the entire time and oh my the, god the, the plot is like you know there is a plot but and actually I'm so yeah I'm so I'm sorry I'm so glad you mentioned police squad because <laughs> I feel like the number of people in this world that know police squad is like dwindling every day and really? well, that makes me sad it really? makes me very sad I tried to find like where can I watch police squad and like I had to make do with like a couple of videos on YouTube. Oh, right. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if you can buy like the whole collection or something on Amazon or whatnot, but um, I think so, yeah, I find but I'm much. not positive. I, okay. I, I, I right. just want to say you can maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe that it's true. I want to believe, uh, stated by uh, David Duchovny, uh, Mulder. <laughs> but that would be. Yeah, the close example I could just think of, like, there's not a real... They don't really let up on the right, humor right, right. In, in any significant yeah. way. They just mm-hmm. don't. And that's yep. their whole thing. So, um, yep. and yeah, there's other movies I find, you know, that's a funny movie. Um, mm-hmm. But they do have to, like, shoehorn in some sort of emotional... Um, but it does. It kind of flows through the whole thing. Well, you know, like, like the first real part, I think, is when the, the um, you know... Um, Neil goes just goes ballistic in the hotel room, right? And just mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. call just is so cruel. I mean, in terms yeah, of what he's right. he's not. It's not just like, I mean, he's really getting like at the heart of this man and just mocking mm-hmm. it and digging in. And it's you feel yeah. just like, oh gosh, just tone it down. But yeah, um, and I, I mean, think that's yeah. I, I think that's part of what. I really appreciate about this movie and the way that they weave the comedy into the drama and that kind of thing is, you know, as opposed to all the funny is up front and all the serious is at, at, at the end, I, I feel like they did a really good job at, you know, balancing that throughout the entire movie, you know, so you do have those moments. You've got plenty of moments where, you know, Neil, Steve Martin's character is just blowing up <laughs> at at uh, John Candy's <laughs> character, you know, and all of the ways that they separate and come back together, and separate <laughs> right. and come back together, and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, I think I think I I don't know. I just I just think this movie does a better job at that than than most, and keeps it funny to the end interjects those moments of tension and drama throughout so you know there's more substance to this alludes to 
some of the personal drama, you know, Steve Martin, you know, has with his wife and family, why he wants to get home alludes to the issues with, uh, John Candy's life. Um, and then brings it all together at the end in a way that makes me feel like I was never bored. I laughed the whole time. I felt drawn in by these characters and their stories. And we got to a place at the end of this. And I just, I feel like it's just brilliantly done. There is, um, and it just came out last month, I believe, like a anniversary edition of this, mm. which I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should watch that one. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I should watch the, the one I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if I have time, I'll do the other one. But mm-hmm. um, this, this is, this is something you know. It's I didn't know is that it actually was <laughs> the original cut. You, you'll be, you'll just be surprised. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, it was over three hours long. It was like th- it was like it was God. like it was like Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, it was like three and a half <laughs> hours of this story, well, and there was well, an entire. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure a, a war in uh, uh, Africa is on par and warrants the same screen time as these two guys trying to get back to Chicago yeah. for goddamn Thanksgiving. <laughs> follow a similar story arc Uh, they're both comedies Um. we've got to take these camels across this desert that's never been crossed before oh you're right it's the same movie how can I get there so so somewhere wisdom intervened um, and I think it was Hughes himself who decided Mm. like it's because there was what it was was there is another uh, plot running alongside it um, that and and this now makes more sense to me mm-hmm. of the ending of the movie, which well I hope we you know I assume we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. um, that his wife uh, Neil's wife, mm-hmm. um, what she was believing is that he was having an affair, <sighs> and that all the stuff he was talking about was was were, were I, lies. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I picked up on that this watch that I had not picked up on before, which, you know, yeah, that I'm not being articulate because I didn't (laughs) just not being articulate. There's no reason. I'm just not. Um, But there seemed to be an undercurrent that never came up in the movie and even you know because you know if i think about this (laughs) if i if i went through what steve martin went through to try and get back to his family for thanksgiving you know it's like every time i talk to my wife is like oh my god you can't believe what happened right right (laughs) and there was that undercurrent of like and i don't think much from steve martin's the way that he plays it, although it does come up as sort of like, oh, trouble at home or whatnot, but absolutely from, and I'm apologizing it, the, the actor who plays his his wife. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with her. Um, I don't Lolly remember Robbins. Seeing, I don't remember her seeing it in other things, but... Yeah, Lolly Robbins uh, plays his wife, but yeah, there is, there is this sort of like strained, I'm not 
totally buying it. I'm not believing it. And then when he finally comes home, it seems like, you know, there's relief on her face. And yeah. And th- there's all these melancholy scenes of her, yeah. like in right, bed. Right. Thinking. Right. And, and I thought that's, you know, that's odd, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay. Um, that's her deal. <laughs> she's just, <laughs> she's just like that. But now it's more, you know, it's more of the angle of like, yeah. There's, you know, there's this, there's this added tension for him to get home, mm-hmm. um, because evidently maybe there was these seeds of like um, doubt yeah, in her mind, and he yeah. wants to alleviate that. And mm-hmm. as things get crazier and crazier, the tension builds. Right. Um, as, as her not trusting him anymore, and he mm-hmm. wants, you know, um, and also, but. You know, he was, um, yeah, I'm jumping some to the end here, and I don't necessarily want to do mm-hmm. that. Um, That's all right. I mean, like, there's there, there's the moment where they're on the phone where he gets diverted to Wichita, right? And she's like, I don't understand. Yeah. And he's it, like, oh, <laughs> what happens is I can't land in Chicago, and they diverted me to Wichita. There is no more to the story than that. Like, that was one of those yeah. clues that, you know, maybe the original script or the, the, the broader production had that sort of element of distrust uh between the two of them yeah because i don't think they re you know i don't know for sure but i doubt very much they reshot a bunch of scenes i think he just trimmed mm-hmm. the movie to make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. without mm-hmm. that additional and 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 thank goodness i don't think mm-hmm. for one i wouldn't want to watch a three-hour john hughes movie um <laughs> but also um, it didn't. It didn't need it. It kept. It kept the story lean, you know. And I appreciate absolutely. That. It, it, it. I totally agree with you. I think it. You know, it, this is one of those things that like it. It makes me crazy when you know writers or directors think that like the story of a husband on the road wanting to be at home for Thanksgiving doesn't have enough drama right. to it you yeah. know like it's, no we've got to add this other thing in there you know it's like no what's my motivation i want to be home with my family and thanksgiving totally understand that's enough yeah, you know that is we don't exactly. need this other part of it you know um and i just think people like try to punch up things like that like well what if we added this um all the time and it just adds unnecessary baggage um to what would otherwise be a very straightforward story you know i think and one that's that we what we can happens. all relate to you know i yeah like a hundred percent um hundred and 14% agree with you. It's like... <laughs> I was waiting for the follow-on number. It was like, is it going to be 110? Is it going to be 112? 114. Got it. <laughs> that's, that's how... Um, yeah. Um, when you see, like, at the credits, like, you know, mm-hmm. the story by, like, five people, right? And you know, yeah, like, yeah. a bunch of people are sitting around and the p- script was getting... You know, the screenplays back and forth and like, a right. you know, and there's been there's been excellent examples of movies that, you know, we have these famous like <laughs> the the alternate script of what this movie could have oh, been, yeah. you know, and, and movies yeah. that w- were most likely would have been so much better had they just you know, stuck to one story. Yeah, I mean, it, and I, I think it's 
again, I, it's with the caveat of I have never written a movie. I have never directed a movie. I have never created a movie. Like, well, <laughs> if you discount the, the things that I did in high school, then anyway, moving on. Um, what I do know is, you know, in, in, in areas like music and, um, gosh, even creating this show, like the act of editing and choosing, like, you know what? I'm in love with this, but it doesn't help. It doesn't contribute. Yeah. And yeah. to, <laughs> you know, be able to sort of let that go in, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, sometimes it feels like I have this child that I love and I have nurtured, <laughs> but this child doesn't contribute to, to the overall picture that I want to convey. So I have to get rid of this child. Like, yeah. it feels like that, you know, it, it's like that it personal, does. you know, oh, man. And that is happening. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I used to speak in public on like a weekly mm-hmm. basis. Right. And I would work <laughs> really hard mm-hmm. um, to make something, you know, that yeah. I, 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 you know, wanted people to listen to, obviously, and pay mm-hmm. attention. And you do, you do like a ton of research, and it becomes so right, precious right. to you. And like, I got to shove every, um, right. every good idea that I came up with. And then yeah. it is, it's like, like as much as I'm in love with this, and mm-hmm. I spent five hours writing right. it or whatever, mm-hmm. big, big, you know, red X through that page. And yeah, it's like, I yeah. got, yeah, I, I, I can't be married to these ideas if it's not helping the overall point. It's, um, yeah. it's hard to do. To it's one of those things where it's like as much as, and we talked about this a little bit in a, uh, a couple of episodes ago when we did the backrooms, where it's like, <laughs> on, on the yeah. one hand, you <laughs> right. want that sort of person who can have their singular vision um, and, you know, there is a certain amount of like Hollywood that just gets in the way and, you know, you got... 17 people with input and too many chefs in the kitchen and that kind of thing. Um, but you know, editors are important, you know, someone who can come in and say like, they re- they really no, are. This is, yeah, this isn't, Excuse me. this isn't adding value. This is just taking up time, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, trying to just bring it back to this movie, I think, you know, if, if that was an initial part of the story and I think, I think it, it, it feels like it was right. And, and because of some of these scenes, um, yeah, but, but I am with you. I'm glad they cut it out because I don't think it was needed. And I think it would have been an no. added distraction and it would have chewed up more time that was necessary. And frankly, people trying to get home and just going through all of the crazy things that they do to get home is enough of a movie for me. Yeah. And they, yeah, they're it's didn't. funny the whole way through. <laughs> and, and it had enough, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not meant to be. I don't think this 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 deeply philosophic existentialist movie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but I don't want it to be. I want it. it yeah, it's, it's like you said. It's enough that it's about a person wanting to get home, and you know, he wants to be with you, his family at the holidays. You know, and that's, and you that's, know why, and and maybe why I feel hmm. like this movie ages well is it is not heavy-handed it has like i'm sorry but like at the end when we'll just jump to the end for a moment at the end when you know steve martin goes back for john candy and finds him in the train station and brings him to his house to have thanksgiving dinner with them you know like that 
shit like chokes me up and <clears throat> I, I I don't need like an overwritten, overproduced story to get me there, you know? Um it's good enough as it is because it's like it's just these two people and this journey that they've been on. Um, it doesn't need to be like you know even even John Candy's backstory about you know he's lost his wife and that kind you know that that part like that is an important plot point because it you know well I I shouldn't say an important plot point it it is something that you know we then even more sympathize with him. But even if that weren't true and like, Oh, they, they were divorced or like right. his wife's in another town or, you know, um, something like that. Just still the humanity of these two people coming together and, and Steve Martin's character, you know, you know, uh, outstretching an arm of, you know, um, uh, hospitality, um, after everything that they've been to, like <laughs> even that I would have the same reaction to, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts of our podcast is always the key scene because it's, um, <laughs> I, for one, I like to, you know, when it's, when it's, to when it's your me. turn to pick it, it's, it's, uh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to you say like to grill me. <laughs> yeah, it really um, critique why you did that, um, which is I just love that part of my life. Um, but no, because you know, some movies there's very clear ones, and other movies yeah. n- not as clear. And and yeah. you know, you kind of have to make a, a more of a case for it than others. Um, mm-hmm. So in in a comedy like Planes, Trains, yeah. and Automobiles, which I think it's also a little more difficult to pick the key scene in some ways, mm-hmm. um, at least for me. And I had several choices, but Glenn, uh, for planes, trains, and automobiles, what's your key scene? Yeah, I had a lot that I could have probably picked. Um, and honestly, I'm not necessarily going to stand by this as the definitive <laughs> key scene. Um, it's already uh, a disclaimer, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm already backing off. I haven't yeah. even set stated my position and I'm already retreating from it. So yes, exactly. Um, but I'll tell you what I picked and why. Um, and the scene that I picked, it's actually a little bit of cheating because it's kind of two scenes, but they okay, are, you know, we will allow to each other. The court <laughs> we'll will allow it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the key scene that I picked is it's the diner scene. Uh, where yeah you, you know um neil and um oh my gosh i've forgotten john candy's character's name uh del 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 of course del why did i forget del it's all neil right. and del are are sitting down and this awesome this also comes after like you know, we've seen uh, Dell work his sales magic, yeah. selling all of these bathroom shower curtains as earrings, <laughs> in, yeah, in, and in has various has ways, right, yeah, and has managed to scrap together enough money that they can actually have a dinner, right, right, um, right. And it's this moment where you know um, Neil uh, Steve Martin's character kind of tries to weasel out of them continuing this journey together um and he does it in the way and i'll be honest i've i've had conversations like this in the past 
where I try to present it as it's good for you. I'm holding you back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, and, and you see it because like, you know, uh, Neil starts to go down this path of like, you know, when two heads, when, when we work together, I and know, you see John I Candy was, is like, you know, was, he's like anticipating, so <laughs> he's anticipating, like we really solve problems. And then he right. comes back with a, like, we just don't get anywhere, you know, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> such a punch in the guts. You oh, know? I um, know. So, you know, it, but so part of why this is my key scene is because it is like the, almost the epitome of what, you know, Steve Martin's character has been trying to do the entire time. He's, he, he doesn't want to be with this person and yet he continues to not be able to get what he wants on his own, but he can't see that this other person is, is helping him, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so on top of that, you have this, you know, sort of awkward attempt to kind of back out of it, um, in a way that I think a lot of people do. And again, myself included at times where you try and like portray it as like, oh, this is good for you. You know, if I don't, oh, we should part ways cause I'm holding you back, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> to a certain sense, it's relatable and also embarrassing, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. um, and then, you know, and, 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 and what I love about this is, you know, John Candy's character is not naive. Like he gets exactly what's happening in this exactly. moment, you know, yeah. he's like, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to pay this bill. Um, uh, I'm going to give you this cash. And Steve Martin's like, no, I don't want the cash. He's like, Nope, you're going to take it. And, and that kind of thing. Um, and ultimately sort of accepts like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Cause what Steve Martin is saying is like, I'm holding back. But what he's really saying is I don't want to travel with you anymore. And I don't want to be involved with you anymore. And you know, John Kerry, uh, John Candy in that moment is like, I get it. I know actually what you're, what you're really saying. Is that also that, the scene? Um, sorry. I, no, go ahead. To, are the, is that the same scene where they're they're talking about like, you know, being away from home and yes, like, yes, yes. So that's exactly that's there. That's yeah. there too. So that actually right has and, a lot of weight in a in a strange way. Ab- in, absolutely. In that scene. I mean, and that is another part of why I chose this because you know. Um, Steve Martin, thank you for reminding me of my decisions to choose this. You know, Steve Martin makes a comment where he's like, you know, I feel like I'm away from home too much. And John Candy says, yeah. I haven't been home in years. Yeah. And, and that comes back later when, you know, Steve Martin starts to realize that, you know, all of the things that, you know, um, Dell um, has said don't quite add up. And that's what ultimately leads him back to... Uh, the train terminal in Chicago to find exactly. him and say, you know, uh, you know, why are you here? What's the deal? And that breaks, breaks loose the admission of like, you know, my wife has been dead for um, eight years, you know? So, and that's sort of, you know, it, it's not that it's the only foreshadowing because there are other moments in this movie where um, that is uh, foreshadowed, but, but that's the moment where, you know, he's like, you don't make a statement. I haven't been home in years without having a bigger thing behind it. So yeah, because he asked him like, "What, literally?" And he's like, "No, yeah, no, right, I'm right." Just, yeah, he tries to play it off because right, yeah. he's not ready to divulge that and share that, right? 
So, so that is the first half of my key scene, and, <laughs> and that that leads into the most memorable scene for me in this entire movie. Because they part ways, yep. and now Steve Martin is on his own, Neil, um, to go try and get a rental car. He tries to get the car. It's not there. He walks all the way back to the rental agency because the bus is gone. You know, you've got scenes of him, like, walking across tarmacs and, like, slipping <laughs> in the snow and all that kind of stuff. And he gets to this rental agent counter and she is on the phone talking about Thanksgiving. I know. Um, <laughs> it is the great, the wonderful Edie McClurg is the actor uh, playing this character, and and you know she's clearly on the top, uh, on the phone to you know a girlfriend or a relative or something like that, and he is just livid, right? And <laughs> you get this whole scene of, you know, he's like. <laughs> She's like, how can I help you? And he's like, I want a fucking car and I want it fucking now. And whether it's a Toyota, a Datsun, Datsun yeah, I think whatever, start I want four fucking wheels and a fucking steering wheel. He just goes, he goes through this whole thing. And, and she's like, I don't like your tone. He's like, I, you know, and. And I just, I, I, I love this scene so much because again, g going back to the point he is making earlier in the scene is like, we'd be better on our own. And yet throughout the movie, Dell is the one who is coming through with yeah, all exactly. of the solutions, right? You know? Yeah. And no, Neil is incapable of doing it. Yeah. No, and, and you see it in this moment because, you know, at the end of this absolutely wonderful scene, which I believe is the entire reason this movie has an R rating, and I, I applaud it. I would it think for, so. Yeah. I applaud it for, for going there. Yeah, it's you know, so weird that this is an R movie. But anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, no, his... his <laughs> the last point of this movie, which... I would imagine that this is like, you know, the fantasy for anyone who has to deal with the public, you know, <laughs> in a service situation, you know, because you've got this irrational, unruly customer who is just berating you for something that you have nothing to do with. Um, and then, yeah, you know, yeah. she, she comes back with the iconic, you know, oh, can I see your rental agreement or whatever it is? And he's like, I threw, I threw it, it away. away. And her response is like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, why? She's like, then you're fucked. It's like, it is such a great moment in this movie. And I just love how, like, the, the scene preceding it and him, you know, realizing he... Oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, like, the very next moment is him, like getting into a fight with another like car yeah. like a taxi cab guy getting yeah, like punched out <laughs> yeah getting getting punched out and then Dell almost running over his head and then Reading they're back up. together yeah. yeah so of course that's of why course. i chose that as my uh key scenes if i can cheat <laughs> a little bit <laughs> it's um yeah i that i for me i would have I would have just stuck with your first part. Um, <laughs> but 
but it does. It it reinforces the idea that no, Neil Neil does need um, Dell to get home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's, mm-hmm. that's that's like the whole point of this journey right. is that he cannot do it alone. Every time he right. does, you're right, it just goes sideways. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because leading up to the little, um, you know, the train, the trains broke mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. and they have to cross mm-hmm. that field. Mm-hmm. And he sees like Dell just dragging that heavy trunk across the mm-hmm. dirt, and he like just you know he he like goes over there and and like help you yeah. know helps him picks it up. So it's like oh okay, and then you you know and then the next part is like um, Dell hustling right to get mm-hmm. to get right. some cash, and it does seem like okay well you know there's you're right it's like uh, yeah like things are starting to work out, and then he does throw that gut punch to him. Um, right. <laughs> so because like yeah because like Dell's starting to talk he's like yeah i got like and he's like yeah we're just like <laughs> right right <laughs> it's just not working out which is yeah it has been totally untrue it's 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 yeah neil's inability mm-hmm. to and it and it, it yeah it, it culminates in that <laughs> Well, then you're <laughs> fucked, <laughs> which, which kind of is the theme, you know. He's yeah. definitely he definitely has been. Uh huh. Well, Chris, there is a ton that we could talk about in this movie. I mean, there are so many wonderful moments. I think there are so many great performances, um, and I think we agree that sort of the st- the story is you know heartfelt and and uh, and all the rest. But, you know, the question that we have to ask is, you know, did uh, planes, trains, and automobiles uh, save the world? <laughs> yeah, a question I thought I would never be asked in my life. Um, Pearly Gates, man, this is the question you're going to be asked. <laughs> and it's hard, like, all right, obvious, you know, not obviously, but <laughs> nothing obvious about this. Um mm-hmm. Com- comedies are, I, and and this this just maybe are, in general, a prejudice against comedies as mm. doing anything significant. You know what I mean? Mm. Although mm-hmm. there have been exceptions to that. I think when we yeah. did um, Doctor Strange Love, which is a comedy and but has a, this big message to say. I, I would say um, Blind Spotting as well, which is a very funny movie, but has a very significant message right yeah so there's there's movies that we've laughed at and cried Mm -hmm. and you know that um and again this is a movie i enjoyed greatly and and Mm -hmm. and 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 found it very um um well not only funny but 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 poignant in a way that didn't lay on the cheese so much it was Mm -hmm. it was it, it was it's a simple straight ahead um story yeah. in a lot in a lot of ways about mm-hmm. um and and we've always kept kind of like an open mind about what what saves the world and what doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i'm going to lean on the side that it did save mm. the world mm-hmm. um what one of the main reasons being and it's so it's it's just hard to find something that just makes you laugh. And yeah. It, yeah. it, the whole idea of that we can, I mean, wherever home is for someone, mm. you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's not, maybe, you know, maybe it's, 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 it's their closest friend. Maybe it's, 
Um, maybe it is their family. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but it, mm-hmm. any, anyone who can relate to the idea of, of, of wanting to be somewhere and having mm-hmm. things be your obstacles. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's like the hero's tale, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's one of the <laughs> oldest stories in human history is that story. Um, it's, this is like the ridiculous hero's tale. Right? Yeah, hero's I mean, journey. exactly. It's it's yeah. and, and and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I going into it, I mean, I already had my mind made up that now mm. it's it's just going to be a, a, this this fluffy movie that I remembered and I liked it, but I don't think it had mm-hmm. anything. I, I don't remember it having anything significant to say about people mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but I feel comfortable saying, like, yeah, I mean, there's 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 it's not the greatest comedy ever made or anything like that mm-hmm. but it's a it's a mm-hmm. damn good story and yeah. um it may sound ridiculous but i'm i i would put it in the pile of movies that um make the cut on on that um it was it it it, it had more depth than mm-hmm. i and the more i think about it the 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 more i like it so yeah i I think I'm in the same boat with you. I think, you know, there's just a, especially, you know, when we put it in the context of, you know, what do you want to think about and what do you want to watch during sort of holiday season, right? Holidays about <laughs> right. Like family and, and relationships and, and reflection and, 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 and that kind of thing. And I feel like, you know, <laughs> as much as I claim that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie because of the time of the year it takes place. But, you know, if you think about, like, what's important in terms of, you know, family and connection, that kind of thing, there's not a lot in Die Hard. <laughs> That'll be a future podcast. I don't need to go deep into it. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, there's just a real heart behind this movie. And... You know, part of it is the relationship between the two main characters. Part of it is the desire to get back home. I think home is a great word, and home can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Right. Um, But that importance to get there and, you know, um, because of that bigger meaning, right, I want to have that time, have that connection um and and there some of the reflection that happens throughout the movie you know steve martin at one point is like i'm not spending enough time with my my family right you know those are the moments that i think we as humans always need to have right i mean oh my gosh i'm spending all of my time here but this is what's really important to me yeah you know so as as a ridiculous uh a journey as this is um it helps to sort of, I think, <laughs> elevate that notion that, no, I'm not just going to sit in a hotel in Wichita through Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm going to try and get home. And if that means driving in a car that has been on fire 30 <laughs> minutes prior, I'm going to do that, you know? And, you know, and the last thing I'll say on this is, um, you know, I know that, you know, the fact that, that John Candy's uh, wife in, you know, I keep saying John Candy, Dell, um, uh, his character, you know, in the movie, his, his wife has been dead for eight years, which we find out at the end. Um, I think there's a really beautiful line in this movie, um, where I think, um, 
uh, Steve Martin asks him, you know, something in the effect of like, you know, you love your wife or do you love your wife or, yeah. you know, but you know, that's, what's important. And, and his response is, you know, um, something along the lines of love is not a big enough word. Yeah. And I just felt that that was such a beautiful way to say it and something that encapsulates what I feel, you know, when I think about the people in my life that I love, you know, my wife, my kids and, uh, my friends and that kind of thing. It's like, I was talking to my wife about this today and like the amount of time and energy that humanity as a whole have put into trying to describe this feeling still hasn't met the mark, you know? It's mm-hmm. still too big mm-hmm. a feeling to express with words. So I just, I really appreciated that line, you know, love is not a big enough word. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm going off off track at this point, but I just, I no, felt like I, there's, there's this real heart behind this movie. And, and I think it, it, it adds to why it stands above other uh, comedies and, and that kind of thing. And I, I guess I'll add it now because I didn't in my... Um... <laughs> in my answer to your question but we do as adults um Mm -hmm. you know we we you know you only get certain amount of time in your life Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. to do these things and and in a sense you you are mortgaging your time i mean you are you 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 have to make that balance of what you said like your priorities Mm -hmm. and you know and how much time how much time do i mortgage to like go to work i mean even if even if your job is just you love every second of it right you have an important (laughs) and 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 fulfilling job you Mm -hmm. still like if you have people in your life whether they're your friends or your family Mm -hmm. um you know how is which makes it more enriching which is which is the part that is is of value to you and Mm -hmm. um it's it's i think something that we all you know if for, for you know for those of us who have careers and things like that <laughs> um you you think about at least i do yeah yeah um yeah because you know, there's I always agree. more stuff to do for work i mean it's not oh like <laughs> it's not like i run out of work i mean it's <laughs> yeah it's yeah. always there yeah um you know so anyway yeah that, that, that's that's yeah i come down on that side of it too yeah i think so uh, the only other reason why this movie saves the world is because Michael McKeon is in it for a hot minute. Now, <laughs> I is, Which I is. also forgot. I was like, Wait I know, a me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, this being a holiday movie, I wanted to come up with a holiday themed would oh, you rather. Interesting theory. Um, okay. <laughs> and it took me a while to get here, but I did. Uh, come to something that I think is an interesting question. Um, and so it comes down to this. Would you rather be... <laughs> and actually, before I state the question, I'm going to back up a little bit. Uh, That's not fair. Go ahead. Holidays yes. are intrinsically stressful. <laughs> we have the, the you know, at Christmas time, it's all of the, the, the presents and did we get enough things for the, the kids and is everything balanced and all that. And then right. you get into the meal preparation and the right. meal planning and, and who is doing all of the work and how does it 
partition partition out between uh, everyone in the house. Um, there is just a lot of stress there. Um, so my question for you is, would you rather be Steve Martin trying to get home to his family mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner or everyone else in that house that is making Thanksgiving dinner happen and all of the preparation, all of the work that goes into that. Because he literally walks in the door and, and like, like they sit there right, and eat. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, all right, let me, let me process this one. It's um, <laughs> Now, this is... All right, as I kind of build my thought process here... <laughs> where I'm going with this, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure yet. Um, <laughs> like I was, I was talking to some uh, coworkers of mine and they were, they were saying like, well, like Halloween is like their favorite holiday. And I, and I was uh-huh. like, Oh, okay. Um, you know, why is that? They said, because you don't uh-huh. travel, you don't have to spend That's it true. with relatives that you hate. Um, That's true. <laughs> there's no, there's no real, like, big timing of like meals or anything like that it's just kind of a you show uh-huh. up and you have a party and it's like the least stressful holiday of the whole year and it's kind of you don't have to brace yourself for how am i going to deal with the crazy no, I mean, political yeah views. no i mean exactly exactly you know you, you just and it's yeah like i said you you don't hop on a plane and go to like your you know mm-hmm. your grandparents' house for Halloween, <laughs> or <laughs> I'm going to California for Halloween. <laughs> Just coming back the next day. No, and you don't have to like really do much, and it's just kind of a thing. And uh-huh. I, I, I never thought about it that way. Um, so there mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. yes, like it's funny because of like how much pressure goes into just making this meal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, <laughs> it, at least... Yes, that being said. <laughs> all right. At least in this context of what Steve Martin went through, <laughs> I would actually choose the just the tension of having to wait till he shows up, whether or not he's showing up, and getting all that <laughs> stuff together. I think I would still, just because of yes like that would like i think we said at the beginning of the podcast like how i'm you know i'm more of a steve martin um yeah yeah, yeah. rather i mean i think it would be different if i was more like dell um you know Uh that i i could probably say that's fine of course he was going nowhere um (laughs) he was was going to a yes for thanksgiving I think in the end, I would still rather be not traveling. I think that I think that's actually, yeah. to be honest with you, traveling just like, yeah, traveling awful. in even the it's best the of circumstances stresses me out. Right? <laughs> I just uh-huh, don't. Uh-huh. I mean, I love. I think we talked about you know, the destination itself is like awesome. I love to go places. Yeah, but the actual. <laughs> time and energy especially because where we live it takes right. like even even to get to the airport is an hour and a half and we have to contend with a right, mountain right. pass you know <laughs> it sucks plus plus deal. the traffic in you know like 
you know, this SeaTac area. So, uh-huh. in this context, and that being said, yes, I, I would rather have to deal with the, the home stress. You're dealing with the turkey and the timing and who's got the vegetables yeah. and who's making the mashed potatoes it, and all that I mean, if everything stuff. was in a perfect world, um, yeah, I'd much rather just travel to someone's house and have a meal. <laughs> ready for me <laughs> yeah. which i used to do you know uh, um yeah so that's been taken away from me it's so funny yeah it's funny i'm listening to what you're saying and there is a part of me that is like i totally get that and that makes perfect sense there is the other part of me that feels like i i don't know what it is but it, it's there is something about these holiday meals that i take on so much like ownership and responsibility <laughs> And I feel like, well, if I'm just trying to get home, then I'm not to blame if I can't get there on time. <laughs> and like somehow that's less stress. Although I totally agree with you on the like traveling is terrible, and um, I'd just rather not do it. Um, you know, like yeah, I want to be there at the destination, right. but everything up to that point is is awful. But there is a sure. little part of me that's just sort of like you know yelling out like. Well, I have no responsibility in this. Yeah, they didn't have any cars, uh, so I just I no. Just I, I I mean, I could totally see it from that other side. I mean, that does yeah, that yeah. does make sense to me. Absolutely. I mean, um, yeah. I don't. The, well, this is perfect then because you're gonna cook the meal and I'll be just, there just, when I get just there. Show up in your your minivan full of coopers <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'll sell enough shower curtains to pay for the uber to get uh, to to your house Actually. And, and you can cook me a meal so years ago um uh i think my wife at the time was vegetarian um, and I was not, and my we were ha- hosting Thanksgiving at our house, and the deal was like you can do a turkey, but just not in the oven. And um, okay. I had just recently purchased a brand new uh, Weber grill, and this was back when everyone was like deep frying yep. turkeys and uh, doing all right. these you know crazy methods for for Thanksgiving dinner, right? And I thought, you know what? I just saw this some, this thing about sort of barbecuing a turkey, so I, so I thought, perfect, brand new grill, barbecue this turkey, right? Um, and my parents were visiting, and so my dad and I spent like all afternoon or something like that assembling this brand new grill, <laughs> and got you know charcoal, you know uh, from the store, and we had the turkey and all that kind right. of stuff, and we were all set up to you know. You gotta like swap out the charcoal every you know hour or something uh, like that because it goes gosh, out and, yeah. and, and stuff. So we had the whole method down. So we get this grill assembled, we get the turkey, we've got the charcoal, we're ready to go. Um, and this is probably early afternoon at this point because it takes a couple of right, hours, right? Right, right? So, so we get this turkey, we get the car, the char- the the coals going, we put the turkey on, and. I have to say, I'm not sure I've ever seen a more beautiful-looking turkey than what we were able to produce in that grill. Right. It was like golden, crispy skin. It came out, and we were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be amazing, right? 
So we take it and we start to carve the turkey and we take a little taste and it's one of those moments where you think like (laughs) something's a little bit off here, but maybe it's just the smokiness of the grill. Yeah, that's probably it. It's just, you know, it's just, oh yeah, no, this is good. Uh, You kind of talk yourself out of like something's really wrong here, (laughs) you know? And so, and everyone, you know, who ate the turkey was sort of like, hmm, interesting. Oh yeah, I, I can taste the barbecue-ish nature of it, you know? And so so that's basically where it ended, was all of us being like, we're going to agree that this isn't terrible, um, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> and there was just something off. Fast forward six months later, I'm talking to my dad on the phone, and he says... <laughs> Hey, Glenn, (laughs) I was just at your grandmother's house and she bought a brand new Weber grill Uh and I was looking at the instructions and it said, be sure to just burn this thing empty for at least an hour to burn off all the paint fumes. (laughs) And so our, our first hour of this brand new grill was just infusing this turkey with all of the paint fumes from this brand new grill. I am sure I have carved off Five years of my life, or you know, you, given myself you some have poisoned your family with carcinogenics. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll get cancer. It's, it's gonna, like because of this. doing like a million vapes or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the end of the day, the way the story ends is, um, you know, because when we look back on it, it's like if we're being honest with each other, this turkey's tastes like it was cooked behind the exhaust port on a diesel truck and so it will forever go down in history as the diesel turkey uh so yeah well i'll let you know when i kick the bucket if uh, the turkey's the reason find for out. It, but. yes <laughs> Well, Chris, this movie's been a lot of fun to go through. I'm so glad that sure this has. movie seems to have aged well, and yeah. you know, <laughs> and it wasn't a cringe fest from the '80s. Um, but no. uh, we have finished it. So, what are we talking about next week? I'm on the edge of my seat. I want well, to tell me. I, I'm glad you brought up cringe fest. Um, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no i regret end podcast now sorry we're done i'm, I'm glad you opened that door for me um <laughs> jesus god uh, so okay there, there's a handful of movies in my life that i <laughs> almost walked out of and i never walked out of a movie because i paid my ticket and i'm gonna stick through it but there have been times where i have been severely tested in that by that kind of code that I have. Okay. And why are you doing this to us? <laughs> but here's the thing. I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theater. So maybe my perspective has changed. So that's going to be the God theme. Damn you. And, and, and the movie is 1992's Francis Ford Coppola's directed Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh my God. God, you son of a bitch. You're going to make me watch this? Yeah, I got to watch it too. 
But that is, that seriously, that movie at the time, I thought, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. With a cast that included Gary Oldman, Anthony Hopkins, Winona oh, Ryder, I'm, Keanu know. Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. It directed by Coppola. I, I know. Oh, And I was just man. thinking, how did this go so wrong? So, but... <laughs> I haven't seen it since then. So that's a long time in my life that has passed um, since 92. Oh, man. Okay. I will do this for you because I have that much. uh, Dude, we watched The Happening, and that's (laughs) That's fair. This is your revenge moment. I get it. I get it. I'm just balancing the universe. (laughs) I'm I'm just creating balance. You're like Thanos clicking his, uh, uh, snapping his fingers. Uh, <laughs> all right that's that's fair <laughs> okay oh my goodness all right well another you know, another holiday movie so another holiday movie okay all right well i kind of look forward to the conversation <laughs> we'll see what blood we can milk from this stone <laughs> oh man Oh gosh, this will be like you know our unreleased Con Air episode where it's yeah, just maybe, like railing it could, against it. So it, it could be, it, it very could well be. could yeah. be. Yeah, one of these we should release that Con Air episode. We should, I, we should think I know about that. Yeah, one of these days yeah. we'll get a Patreon up and like people can pay for our Con <laughs> Air episode. That sounds wrong. <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> All right, it's let's so messed up on so many yeah. levels. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up, folks. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> yeah, um, indeed. Despite next week's movie, please do tune in. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a wonderful conversation. Uh, it'll be a conversation. That's it will sure. be a conversation. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Thank you as always for the uh, well, thank for you for this week's back conversation a, for a for for a really good movie. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, and folks, if you like the show, uh, sharing it with a friend is the best way to get the word out. Um, uh, you, know, you could lead lead uh, lead. You can leave a review on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you yeah, listen. Thank thank um, you for those. But you know, when you uh, tell somebody about it, um, that makes the biggest difference. So, all right, we will be next. We will be back next week with Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula. Yeah. 